0: Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. Thank you for being with us. This site is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. And one of our divisions is a hospitality division where we buy and sell, uh, help clients buy and sell hotels and notes and things like that. Which brings me to our topic today. Uh, we are talking about hotels, you know, when we're continuing our coverage of this kind of bad dream, it almost seems like we're in of this COVID-19 experience with a lot of businesses you're really being shut down around the US and around the world. And one of the worst sectors that's really been hit hard, obviously, is the hotel sector. And uh, so we have an, an incredible guest for us today to talk about hotels. We have Cecil Staten. He's uh, Hoa's president and CEO. Now, that originally was called the Asian American owners Hotel Owners Association, but it's really a, a lot of owners around uh, the country. Cecil, uh, thanks for joining us, sir. Thank you very much, Michael. It's great to be with you. And Cecil, as we talked about in the opening, we all kind of know how bad the hotel industry has been hit. And, and it's, just, it's just terrible that through no fault of, of, of anyone in the hotel industry. That's something that we got to deal with. So to get us uh, an understanding of it right now, kind of where are uh, occupancy and, and rates uh, today as we speak, it is April 23rd. I think it's important to note the date because things are changing so quickly right now. So where do things stand today uh, and uh, for occupancy and rates and how does that compare?
1: Well, Michael, it's an unbelievable story. If we go back just literally a month and a half, the hotel industry was really uh, doing incredibly well. We've had three years of a great economy, occupancy rates 70, 75% across the country, every segment of the industry doing very well. And then, as though someone flipped a switch, uh, travel stopped, and within literally a few weeks, uh, we've gone down to occupancy rates in the single digits. So it's a very dramatic shift. We've gone from uh, literally a month and a half ago, having a million unfilled jobs in our industry, we were that short of workforce, to today, We believe that probably 15,000 hotels in the country have already closed their doors and over 4 million people are unemployed. So I can't think of a more dramatic shift than what we've seen literally in less than two months. And as you said, through no fault of any hotelier, Uh, hoteliers are good business people. They plan, they have contingencies, but no one can really plan for that dramatic uh, of a fall in income. If you go back, by the way, just as a comparison to after the financial crisis in 2008, or even go back to 9/11, occupancies never really fell than more to than to about 50 percent. So this is unprecedented for our industry. There has never been anything like this in modern history.
0: Yeah, and then your your rev par. What uh, what did that? What was that? in... I guess, before this happened and what is it today?
1: Well, it's dropped, you know, just really in a very similar fashion, (coughs) pardon me, rates have cratered as well. So we've seen uh, that drop as much as 60, 65% from where we were just a month and a half ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when you think about uh, the recovery, Cecil, and, uh, and, and how different hotel types have been hit and and how they're going to be impacted, which hotels are are kind of hit, getting it worse, which ones least?
1: Well, it's actually uh, some of the upper uh, scale hotels, um, believe it or not. The the only hotels that are probably maintaining occupancies in the 20% range, maybe in the 20s up towards 30% are the economy scale hotels and extended stay hotels. And as you can imagine, some of them would have special, uh, opportunities, niche business, perhaps if they're located near hospitals or whatever the case may be for families who are coming in for emergencies, uh, they're, they're hanging on just a little bit better than uh, some of the others. But to put, put it in perspective, uh, we estimate that hotels are losing about $500 million of room revenue per day, $3.5 wow. billion dollars per week. Uh, And this has been going on for a while. And, you know, it's going to take a while to recovery. I know a lot of our political friends in D.C. and elsewhere are already beginning to talk as though recovery is around the corner and the economy is going to come back on. But we know from looking at the crises that I already mentioned, 9-11, 2008, that basically we're probably looking at uh, a six, seven, eight, nine-month Uh, process on the other side of COVID-19 to get occupancy rates back up. But we think RevPAR, it'll take probably 18, 24 months, because as you would know, uh, if if you get back out there and you're trying to get occupancy, the rates are going to be depressed for a period of time. So you can have 70% occupancy again, but if you were getting 100, now you're only getting 50 bucks a night for a room, you, you know, you got half the revenue you did previously so it's going to take a while uh, and that's why we refer to hotels as a signal industry uh, usually they're among the first to be harmed in a, an economic downturn and they're one of the last parts of the economy to recover
0: yeah it's interesting you said that because i was just talking to a uh, head of our hospitality division this morning and he said one of the clients he was talking to they had um, pretty good occupancy i guess i say pretty good that's awful pretty good for today I think he was at 40 to 45%. And I said, well, how is he doing that? Well, he used to get 110, 115 a room, and he's charging $60. Yeah. 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 Uh, so um, well, what about Cecil? We're talking with Cecil Staten, uh president CEO of, of HELA. Uh, it's the probably the largest uh, association of hotel owners in in the US. And Cecil, what about deferring payments, uh, mortgage payments? Um, how is that going for hotel owners uh, today?
1: Well, uh, we we hear things anecdotally. I'm on the phone with our members um, uh, every day. And I think the reports that we're receiving are that obviously uh, local lenders, local bankers, where they know uh, our members and they're engaged with their businesses. They're, they're, uh, they're finding a, re- a receptive ear uh, to this situation. Again, bankers know that uh, this is not something that's been brought on by bad business practices or anything our members have done. So they are working with them. I mean, we're hearing obviously about uh, re-amortizing loans, uh, taking six months and putting it on the back end. We, you know, delay payments. Uh, Interest only payment. So there are all kinds of things that are going on in that part of the market. And I think uh, that is certainly helpful because the real issue is a liquidity crisis. I mean, uh, hotels are small businesses and so they've got to keep the lights on, make the payroll, and pay that mortgage payment at the end of the month. I think the problem comes in for many hotels who are in the CMBS marketplace. And these, of course, are commercial backed. Uh, Uh, Mortgage, commercial mortgage-backed securities. And so these are loans that are bundled and then sold into the securities markets. They're owned by pension funds and insurance companies and other kinds of investment vehicles. And uh, there's been a lot more difficulty with those loans because there's really no natural path for seeking forbearance. And so uh, hoteliers with those loans are trying to go to the special servicers who are between, between them and the owners of the securities on, on the other side. And, and there's real, really no structure or path to get that forbearance on those loans. So we are worried about that. And I think that's where we can see uh, probably the most significant potential for foreclosures uh, very quickly. Uh, we certainly are lobbying on behalf of our industry and our members with both members of Congress and certainly the Treasury. Uh, I've participated in a letter to Secretary Mnuchin uh, within the last several days asking them to consider some regulatory intervention and uh, the potential for putting some liquidity into the CMBS uh, mortgage space because if not, uh, I think uh, one of the unintended consequences here is going to be a real significant number of uh, potential foreclosures, uh, as this drags out.
0: Yeah. And that hurts uh, everyone. Um, see, so what are some tips for hotel owners, um, regarding, uh, deferrals, whether it's a, uh, big bank, local bank, or CMBS, you have some tips for them?
1: Well, sure. And let me, uh, do a little self-promotion here. I mean, we, we have, uh, put together 67 different webinars literally in just the last four weeks. Uh, So we have a strong education division at AHOA and people are, uh, you know, I would encourage them to go to ahoa.com and visit our COVID-19 resource uh, page uh, of our website where you'll see a list of these webinars. We've moved them to the front side of our paywall. So you don't even have to be a member to take advantage of these, but we do have, Webinars on these topics. But obviously, I think, uh, uh, you know, as we've had professionals come in and talk to our members about these things, uh, you've just got to get out ahead of this. Uh, You've got to get in there uh, to see your banker uh, if you have that local relationship. Uh, I think you're going to find that they appreciate knowing the reality of the situation and knowing it on the front end. And I think you're going to find again, uh, that those bankers are going to to be willing to work in the short term to try to find some solutions. I don't think, uh, you know, bankers are interested in taking over a lot of hotels right now with all the other confusion that's out there in the economy. And so uh, the good news is I think most of our members are reporting that they're finding a receptive ear when they go and talk to those local lenders. But I think you just have to work it out based upon your relationships uh, they know your business. Uh, you know your banker. Uh, you know ways that you can figure out a path to get through this at least for several months. With the CMBS loans, uh, more difficulty there. Uh, we 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 are not finding uh, a great deal uh, of reception uh, or receptivity on the part of the special servicers for those loans. I mean, this, there's just no real natural path or ability for them to make those kinds of decisions. And so we are finding a lot of our members are reporting that they essentially are, are, are getting a deaf ear. They're, the door is, is slammed or there's a brick wall there. There's no real path to getting to that situation. So that's one of the reasons why we are seeking regulatory reform through the treasury and perhaps some liquidity to support those markets. Because as you said, there are real ripple effects there uh, if if those loans go south and uh, are foreclosed, if those uh, hotels are foreclosed upon, that has repercussions as well for those pension funds uh, and for, you know, insurance companies right on down the line into the securities market. So uh, that's something we're very concerned about. But we do have those resources at AHOA.com on both the CMBS loan front and then just in general about how to approach lenders um, and we hope people will take advantage of those.
0: Well, that's awesome uh, that it's, you've got it uh, available to everyone uh, before the uh, uh, the paywall. So we'll put up the, that exact link uh, on our uh, page, on our show page notes. So go to creshow.com and look for the hotel show on the on the first page, and we'll have the link there for you if you're uh, um, not don't have a pencil right now. Well, um, Cecil, uh, my next question. One of the things that uh, is designed to help uh, small business owners is the PPP loans, uh, grants, whatever we'd like to call them. Uh, How has that worked so far for hotel owners?
1: Well, uh, I will be honest with you. I think we're we're fairly frustrated at this point uh, on that front. We do appreciate the fact that the CARES Act uh, included the PPP loans uh, for two and a half times your average annual payroll. And obviously, uh, the, the the program was very popular. It ran out of money within a matter of days. And as we sit here today, we're expecting the House to follow the Senate and approve an additional $310 billion for this loan program. But I will tell you, uh, as of uh, the period when they ran out of money for the first tranche, Uh, only 9% of that original money had gone to hotels and food service uh, uh, entities. And so hotels are within that 9%. So there's been a lot of frustration in trying to get through the bureaucracy and the red tape. Now these loans went to the banks rather than just straight through the SBA. And so we felt like on the front end, this would be uh, a better, the banks would be better suited to get these programs up and running. But there's been a lot of frustrations, uh, a lot of delays, and we certainly wanna encourage everyone, if if you haven't done so, I mean, get in there and make that application. Uh, The best way to do it is through your local bank where you have a a relationship if they are participating in the program. But we're very concerned because, uh, again, this crisis is not gonna be over in just a few weeks, not for hoteliers. Uh, one of the problems with the the PPP plan is that hoteliers are treated like all uh, small businesses. All small businesses are treated the same. So uh, if if you're a hotelier with a a mortgage, that isn't taken into consideration. You're treated just like the small business on Main Street renting a storefront. And so we think that's a problem. But uh, in any event, it is there. Uh Some of our members are reporting they've had success and they have been funded. I was just on a call earlier this afternoon with hoteliers who were expressing their frustration that they made the application they're in some queue uh waiting on approval waiting they haven't been funded and this is going on for several weeks so it it's uh i'm going to describe it it's a band aid it's a mm-hmm. band aid but um you know, we're we're grateful for the Band-Aid, but as Congress begins to consider a Phase 4 COVID-19 relief bill, which we believe they will do, we hope uh, that they're going to uh, really do it in a, in a way that will be more effective, uh, get the resources where they're needed, uh, you, know, you know, do this on a timely basis, uh, you know, get the partisan stuff out of the way, and let's help small businesses because hoteliers – At the end of the day, they're franchisees in many cases, some independent hoteliers, but they're small businesses. And if we don't want Main Street in America to be littered with the carcasses of small businesses at the end of this pandemic, uh, then we're going to have to get in there and provide some more help uh, so that they can keep the lights on, make those mortgage payments, and make their payroll and keep the doors open and hope to be there on the other side.
0: Yeah, those are good points, and it's certainly going to take longer for hotels to recover than even the, the main street, uh, businesses. And, and your point about, uh, how it's based on two and a half times the, uh, payroll, I guess your point there is, Hey, there's a really big real estate cost, uh, involved with a hotel and its operations, uh, more so than most businesses per se.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The, the approach that is being used within the PPP program, does not take real estate debt obligation into account. And if you think about the average hotel or, or you know, maybe not average, but you know, just pick a hotel it costs $150,000 per room. You got a hundred room hotel, that's a $15 million real estate investment. And uh, so, you know, if you've got the hotel, yours got 30% down and, and the, the mortgage on the rest of it, I mean, it, they're, they're just huge carrying costs for this industry. And yet, this industry impacts every community across this country. You know, hoteliers are paying taxes in those communities. They're creating jobs, they're employing people. Uh, you know, they, they are having a huge economic impact. And if one of those closes, it, it's a big deal with huge ripple effects. Uh, what about the restaurants around the hotel? What about the shops around the hotel that depend upon the clientele, the people staying in the hotel? I mean it goes on and on and on so we're trying to get the attention of legislators to help them understand there's something much bigger here and we do need an approach that will take into account real estate debt obligation uh when trying to help out these small business people.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we have Cecil Staten uh here with us today, president and CEO of AHOA. Uh, a huge uh, hotel owners association. Cecil, uh, before you have to go, what would you leave our audience with as advice for hotel operators right now as we speak on April
1: 23rd? Well, look, our industry is resilient, and uh, I think we have to take some hope in that and take heart in that. The American economy is resilient. Uh, I do think people want to travel again, and I think they will travel again, but we do know that there is going to be uh, a period of time here where people are going to be a little skittish, and they're going to be worried about safety. One of the things we're working on that I I hope will be of help to hoteliers is a certification program, a way that they can uh, really – say to the public once we do get the economy open again and travel going again, that they have really taken very high standards for cleanliness within the hotels. I think that's going to be very important. I think messaging is going to be very important in in marketing hotels to the public. I think we're going to have to acknowledge that this fear that has been placed into the psyche of Americans right now and the traveling public more broadly, it's real and it's gonna be there for a while. And I think we're gonna to have to think about the impacts of that in the, in the entire, entire spectrum of travel from you know, getting in an Uber and going to the airport to getting on an airplane, going through the airport, getting on an airplane, getting to a location, getting into another form of transportation, getting to a hotel, whatever the case may be, conventions, events, food and beverage service, all these kinds of things. We, we've gotta think about it now. Because my fear is we're going to have a little bit of a new normal for a while when the economy is opened again and travel is permissible again. It's going to take a little time, so I would say get out there on the front end of what you can with your lenders, uh, and uh, you know if a HOA can help you, feel free to be in contact with us. We're working with legislators. If you've got a problem with PPP, I'm going to recommend you talk to your congressman, call your your Congressman make them aware of it because they may have some abilities to get in there and help you beyond uh, you know just what you can do uh, dialing the toll- free number and staying on hold and being in the queue uh, and then think again about what you're going to do when you do get back on the uh, you know to business on the other side of covid nineteen because we're going to have a new reality we're going to have to deal with i'm afraid
0: yeah and on your uh, certification for um, cleanliness and and uh, uh, is is there information on that as far as you have it today on your on your website we are currently working
1: with uh, on that we're working in conjunction with the brands the brands if you're a franchisee of a brand they're gonna have uh, their you know sometimes they're gonna have their own uh, uh, brand standards that you may find you have to deal with we're also working with AHLA. Uh, in Washington, D.C., and with some partners around the country who specialize in this. Uh, and so you will find on our website, among the webinars that I mentioned earlier at the ahoa.com, uh, there are already some there about this particular topic. But in terms of the certification thing that I think the whole industry is looking towards, that's we're on the front end of that. We don't quite have that yet, but uh, we will in due course. And it's something uh, we hope you'll come back uh, and, you know, check in as we work through some of those issues and get that up to uh, speed and ready. And uh, we'll have it on our website just as soon as we do.
0: Well, good. Well, it sounds like a lot of the audience interested in this should bookmark the, uh the Ohio, Ohio website. We'll have the link on our website. And um, Cecil, uh, it's tough times. Thanks for coming on the show and sharing uh, your wisdom and thanks for what you do for your members. Thank you.
1: We've got twenty thousand of them. Our members own more than half of the hotels across the United States. They're huge, uh, you know, have a huge impact upon the economy, and they they live the American dream. And uh, I'm proud of them. Proud to be serving with them and alongside of them during this very tough time.
0: Great, great, Cecil. Thanks so much for being on the show, sir.
1: Thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> All right. Well, as you as you heard, uh, the hotel industry going through some tough times, and I think we uh, when when we all feel more comfortable about traveling, uh, we need to get out and support some of these hotels and uh, and travel. I love the uh, certifications they're working on to make us all feel uh, more comfortable. Uh, We'll bookmark uh, this website. And uh, if you are involved in the hotel industry, check out. uh, We're members at our shop at Bull Realty. We have a hotel division. We love being part uh, of the association. So uh, do check it out. We will continue this coverage uh, on what is going on right now uh, with this COVID situation and, and how companies and people are dealing with it. Uh, and what to expect next so stay tuned we'll have more shows until then be sure you always lead learn and laugh and join us for america's commercial real estate show appreciate the show Consider referring business or doing business with our sponsors. Bull Realty is a commercial real estate sales, leasing, and advisory firm doing business throughout the Southeast, headquartered in Atlanta. Visit bullrealty.com for more information. Commercial Agent Success Strategies provides video training for commercial agents. This training gets five-star reviews from even the most experienced brokers. Learn more at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. You're invited to connect with us on your favorite social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Be sure and subscribe to the show on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And at the show website, CREshow.com, you can subscribe for a weekly email announcing the show topic and guest. While you're there, you also found more videos and podcasts. Thank you for watching or listening to America's Commercial Real Estate Show.